what do you do when you get two crazy sports fans sitting in the same room? One's from Boston, one's from New York. It's time for WTBR Sports Talk with Ravi. All right, here we go. It's nothing but a sports talk party right here on WTBR 89.7 FM right here in beautiful downtown Pittsfield. Sing it! everybody welcome to wtbr sports talk ravi zucker with you as always on tuesday at 10 o'clock i'm joined by my buddy resident expert for boston <laughs> red Sox and patriots sean cronin sean you get the mic on there you there yes sir all right there you go all right so thanks for having me man. no problem it's been a while man how long yes. has it been since we did a show like what was the old six o'clock show in the old station man in great barrington the crickets i think the crickets were up before we <laughs> I know we walked. I was the old Pink Cloud building, I think, or was it? No, it was. Yeah, I think it was actually before that. Brooks Pharmacy. Around right, the right, back. right yeah. around the right, exactly. Because yeah, you needed a jolt before you went on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Staying man. well, staying well. It's good. My Red Sox are killing me right now. Oh, I know. Well, they did win. They did have a grand slam last night. So yeah, we'll get into the Red Sox. We'll get into the Patriots and the Giants and the Jets and you know preseason and everything. So it'll be. It's going to be great. So, but uh, anyway. Uh, oh, he's on mic four. Okay. All right. So there you go. We're on mic four instead of mic two. <laughs> See, speak now. Hello. There you go. Okay. All right. Much better. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like a, I thought it was in, he was in for surgery right now. I know. I can never tell what's mic two, mic three, mic four, and it's stuff. It's like you have me 50 feet away from the uh, mic. Yeah. I, I know. It's. <laughs> I know I, that the other side of there, the other side of the glass, you know, is is just you know I, I figure it out. I'm trying to go, what's what Mike if Mike microphone is there, so I didn't know. But uh, anyway, yeah. So let's start out with last night's games, I guess. Uh, for well, before that, I just wanted to say I was shocked to hear about um, Jimmy Miller, who played for the Bruins and a couple other teams, passing away at 31. That's Kevin Miller's brother. Kevin played for the Rangers and played for Winnipeg and the Flyers last year, and that was really sad to hear. And then of course. Losing my hockey hero at 80, I, when I grew up a uh, diehard Ranger fan, and my first hockey hero, the first jersey I ever down was Roger Bear. So, uh, so he was Mr. Hockey and Mr. Ranger, so uh, passing away at 80 years old. And when I was a kid, the gag line, the goalie game line with uh, Vic Hatfield and Jean Rattel. And then I was, my heart was broken when Jean Rattel was traded, and along with uh, Brad Park to the Boston Bruins for Phil Esposito and Carol Vadden. I hated Phil Esposito when I was a kid. <laughs> I hate, I couldn't believe when my mother said, oh, by the way, Phil Esposito got traded to the Ranger line. Oh, no, you got to be kidding me with this nonsense. So. But anyway, yeah, so it was really sad to hear about Rod, and he was an amazing guy and just an incredible ambassador for hockey. And uh, I had this debate with my buddy Gerard down in Florida, who probably, hopefully will call today, and he wants me to talk to Danny Valencia tonight, his buddy, you know, and I, I used to call him Danny Valencia Oranges. Didn't so. Danny Valencia have a little short stint with the Red Sox? You know what? I'm not quite sure. I don't remember or not. I, I remember him with the Orioles. Oh, yeah. I remember the Orioles. I remember in Seattle. I, I used to go on Dan- played, yeah. I thought he had a cup of coffee with the Red Sox. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might yeah, have. Yeah. He's playing for the Israeli <laughs> national team. I didn't even know he was Jewish. I had no idea. <laughs> it's like kidding. Cuban last name. Yeah, a, yeah, Jewish mother and Cuban father. So kind of an interesting combination. But uh, so last night, all right, so we'll start with the Red Sox. Okay, so last night we get a home run from Shaw. All right, what's your, what's your feeling of the Red Sox now? I mean, I know you've been all over them. And well, I, I think their rotation is starting to stabilize. You know, getting Chris Sale back is huge. Right, right. Uh, and Alex Cora has been very uh, easy on the rotation, not letting guys go deep into games. But, you know, Evaldi's been a pretty steadying presence. Um, I think Erod, his numbers don't back up his performance. You know, his ERA's back up over five. Uh, right, right. You know, he pitched three nights ago, and they had five errors behind him. So the defense has just been brutal. And um, but I, I like Chris Sale coming back. Uh, the bullpen still scares me. We're oh getting, yeah, boy, I don't trust Barnes if I'm a Red Sox getting fan. Getting Ryan Brazier back, which I think is big. Right. Um, but Barnes is, just terrifies me. Oh yeah, of course. He's I mean, like I, Chapman, you know. By the way, if anybody wants to call here, we do have a call on the show. So it's four one four one three four four five four two three four 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 five four. Say that fast, really many <laughs> times, right? Four one three four four five. 
four two three four. Last week I gave the wrong number and I was switching the numbers around. I realized okay, it's Mariano and Nolan Ryan. Four two three four. So <laughs> <laughs> four four five. It yeah, it works. Yeah, yep. it works. I mean, dates in history and 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 and, uh, and baseball players. Anyway, so so what you uh, finish what you were saying? I was um, trying to get to. Uh, Think about the rotation. You were talking about Erod. So yeah, two so fifths of our rotation now in the bullpen: Garrett Richards and Martin Perez, who were, you know, accounted for seventeen million dollars worth of payroll and right. the, the sticky tack, spider tacks. <laughs> you know, that really killed Richards because, and he even came out and said, "That's how I know how to throw the ball is I use the stuff." And it's just, it's bad. Isn't it ridiculous though? How some stupid substance is gonna, you know. Decide whether you become a decent pitcher or not. It's unbelievable to me because I, I thought we were using foreign substances on the ball. I mean, what happened to that nonsense? Well, I, so. I think Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in sports. Oh, he is. And the fact that he, he does this in the middle of a season. Yeah. I mean, this is something you address in the off season. You don't do it right. I mean, because look what happened to Garrett Cole. I mean, right, he, he's right. still been decent, but it's. I mean, and and you got a lot of guys in in the league that say I want pitchers to use substance on the ball because I don't want to take ninety nine in the jaw. I don't want to get by a ninety nine mile an hour fastball right in the face. I mean. If it helps a guy grip a baseball, it helps, you know, it's it, it's beneficial for everybody. Yeah, I just don't understand. What drives me crazy is when a guy comes off the mound and you see them check the hats every time, and every stinking time they go and they check the hat. I mean, it's ridiculous to watch. A guy comes off the mound, he strikes somebody out, and there's the umpire checking his hat underneath to see if, you know, he's got any Gay- Gaylord Perry subs- you know, <laughs> substance underneath that he might have gotten, you know, from uh, from one of the old pitchers back in, you know, 1970s or something. It's just they it's so be, ridiculous. They should be checking the umpire's eyesight. The umpiring this year in baseball, I, I don't think I've ever seen it as bad as it is this year. It's awful. So where do you see the American League East going? Who do you see winning it, and who do you see coming to wild cards? Because right now, the Yankees are on a roll, and I'll talk about that after, but... Uh... Well, the Red Sox play Tampa seven more times. Ah, the okay. Yankees play Baltimore. I think what eighty-five more times this year. It's, it seems like <laughs> it's a few more times. Uh, I, I don't. I just don't understand Tampa. How they they trade away their closer right before the All Star break. They trade away two of their starting pitchers, and yet they still are in first place. It they they have the wor- the one of the lowest payrolls, bottom five in the league, and it's it's amazing how scrappy they are. And I think Kevin Cash is a, is a perennial manager of the year candidate. He is absolutely, and it drives me crazy though because he's the analytic king, and he drives me nuts with the shifting and all the nonsense. When but they pulled Blake Snell out of the World oh, Series was that game, ridiculous that last was year, it was just stupid. Ridiculous. It's just stupid. Like last night, I mean, Monty threw seventy five pitches, and he was out of the game already. Now, I don't know if he still has effect from his COVID stay uh, on the DL and stuff, but uh, I still call it the DL anyway, but <laughs> the IL. It'll always be the DL. DL yeah, for me, yeah. it's the DL. Yeah. Yeah. Although they don't call it the disabledist because it sounds like not politically correct, the disabledist, yeah. you know. So. It's the woke culture, but that's okay. Exactly. That's yeah. okay. It's okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, so, it is what it is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, don't you hate that sentiment? Um, but yeah, the the uh, the Yankees last night. I watched the game against the Braves, and Monty pitched well, seventy five pitches, they, and the bullpen comes. And John, Jonathan Lewisick is the one guy that I trust over Chapman. Like I, like Barnes, I do not trust Chapman at all. And Britain <laughs> has been awful, and he even went to Booney and said, "I don't want to be the closer." Yeah, in fact, in fact, Britain's Britain's hurt again, so he's gone again. I mean, these guys get hurt; it's unbelievable. I've never seen players get hurt so much as they do. The it's Yankees, unbelievable. The Yankees, the last three years, seem to have more injured players than any team in the league. I mean, do they need a new strength and conditioning coach or something? Because <laughs> no, it's seriously, it's like uh, Giancarlo Stanton will, will take a bad swing and oh, he's out six weeks with a with a hip strain. I know it's amazing. It's, I, it, it wasn't like that when I was a kid. Very few guys were hurt when I was a kid. Like, but the thing about Giancarlo Stanton now, I think it's the mustache because the guy has been playing the outfield. And he's been hitting and everything like that. So I told my friend, it's got to be the mustache that he grew, right? It's the so mustache. Just, yeah. just keep the mustache. But Him you can and, s- and Nestor Cortez Jr. Right, with the exactly. Right. He's been lights out on the mound. So yeah. But you yeah. can see. But you can see though. You can see though how much better Stanton is playing now that he's playing the outfield. It's like it's a whole new lease on life. I could not. I can't imagine being a designated hitter in professional baseball, especially at his age. Like if you're 38 years old, it's understandable. But if you're a young guy still, and he is, you want to play the whole field. You want to be a complete ball player. And you can just see he's enthusiastic. He's having fun. He's out there. He's hitting. And he's, uh, last night he hit a, the home run was a slider all the way to the outside. And he hit it to the right side and went all the way out into the, into the outfield. It was a really strange shot, but it was a home run nonetheless. And then he had a two-run double. But then Boone takes him out in the sixth inning to replace him with 38-year-old Brett Gardner in the outfield. I'm like, I understand defensive replacements. In the sixth inning, though, it's only a 3-1 game, and you're replacing guys already in the sixth inning? I couldn't figure that one out at all. Brett, so. Brett Gardner is the, my nemesis. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand him. And it's, I can't it's either. because he always kills the Red Sox. 
and I just every and I always say to my father every time he gets up to bat, I'm like, I cannot stand that guy. And he always comes up with something when they're facing the Red Sox. But he's hitting what two ten? Yeah, he hits two oh five. Yeah, though, right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, don't you love the averages of professional baseball now with the shifting and all the nonsense? I can't stand it. Literally. They said the league average in the month of June was two thirty four. That's ridiculous. And it's it's I'm sure it's gone up a little bit since they got rid of the spider tack, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's which I still just drives it's me a crazy. Disgrace. It's a disgrace. I mean, I'm sorry, but the shifting drives me nuts because first of all, aesthetically from aesthetic point of view, it looks ridiculous. When guys are playing in the outfield and supposed to be playing in the infield, it's like I said to one of my friends last time, like, what do Major League managers think that they can't field? I mean, can you imagine, like, I'm thinking of all these gold glove players. I'm thinking of Roberto Almar and, 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 you know, guys like, oh, you know, Ozzy Smith that's short and, like, you know, guys like Keith Hernandez or Don Mattingly or guys I saw that, you know, I grew up with or Teixeira that were gold glove type of first baseman, second baseman, shortstop. I'm thinking of, you know, Michael Jack Schmidt, as he's called, and, you know, all these other guys that played that were, you know, defensive, great defensive players. And then you're sticking them, like, in shifts, and I'm going, don't managers think these guys can make plays? And it looks just so ridiculous. And it's taken away the 300 hitter. It's taken away a lot of things. I mean, you look at the league averages, you're right, it's ridiculous. I mean, the Yankees were hitting like 239 at one time as a team. That's just ridiculous, you know? And it's really ruined a lot of the game for me. But uh, anyway, about the Yankees. It, the, I'm just going to say real fast. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Red, the Red Sox, uh, whenever they throw in the shift, they put Devers in between second and first base. Or not Devers, excuse me, Bogarts. And then they have Devers covering the whole right side of the infield. Right, right. And Devers is not a great infielder to be begin with he makes some great plays that you go wow but then other times he makes a play and you go how a, a little leaguer could have made that play and that's the shift just kills the defense and Alex Cora is all about defense and then they put on the shift and there's Devers on the right side of the infield all by himself and it's have you noticed have you noticed that Cora hasn't been as aggressive lately like when I saw the Red Sox when they came when the Yankees came up to Fenway and they just annihilated the Yankees it looked like the Red Sox were just running all over the place. And I haven't seen that lately from the Red Sox. I haven't seen as, as aggressive a Cora as I saw before. But, again, when, when you're not on base, game. you're not going to do as much running, obviously. And they're leaving runners all over the place. Look what they did in the Yankee series. They left well, the bases loaded in the ninth inning. Well, the first game of the doubleheader, Hunter Renfro tried to be aggressive and, and go to third base on a, on a pass ball. He got thrown out. And then the next at-bat, Bogarts hit a ball to right field. The run scored. But he got thrown out trying to get back to first base. So they're running into a lot of outs. Yeah, well, that's what the Yankees were doing. It was driving me crazy. The Yankees were running into outs like crazy, and it was just insane. Um, all the mistakes they were making and double plays they were hitting into. It's like a, a complete different revelation. I mean, first of all, Boone, I was getting on Boone all year because he wasn't running. He wasn't aggressive. Guys, all of a sudden, guys are running. Stanton's running and Judge is running and, and Labor was running when he was healthy. And, and uh, you know, they got Velasquez. That's a great story, the Andrew Velasquez thing. Have you seen Andrew Velasquez play? Here's a guy who's been bounced around the league from the Bronx, living at home now in his parents' house and living in his bedroom. Okay. And his, his mother and his grandmother were, were, were in tears when he hit that home run yeah, the other day. Yeah, that was great to yeah, see. It was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, so. Even as a Red Sox fan, i got to admit that was great to see. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see Glaber come back and play shortstop. If he wants to play second base, that's fine with me. 413-445-4234. Number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. It's 1013. Robbie Zuckerlong, Sean Cronin coming in for, uh, for me to... to uh, to join me today and hopefully in the next couple of weeks too, man. It's great. I'm so glad this you're here. It's a blast. I appreciate I you having Absol- me, man. Thank you so much. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's a lot more fun with uh, somebody here to bounce ideas off of. Last week I was doing solo and I was like, somebody please pick up the phone and call me. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'll Watch talk it. to you for forty-five minutes. Just call. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. So so I get a I get a call from my buddy, and he says to me, "Oh, he goes, Danny Valencia wants to talk to you." I go, "What? What about? You know, the Israeli baseball team?" I said, "I said, what do you want to talk about?" And he's saying, telling me how how uh, how I'm completely like off track when I say that guys should be able to hit against the shift because Paul O'Neill talks about it all the time, and I think it's just laziness that guys don't do this. I think it's, you know, that people can't do this, but he says that, oh, it's impossible because of the fact that these guys throw so hard. Guys threw hard when I was growing up. I mean, I saw guys throw hard. I saw Nolan Ryan. I saw guys that threw hard when I was a kid. A lot of guys threw hard. Goose Gossage threw hard, you know, and guys still were able to, you know, hit the ball the opposite way. I just think it's absurd that they don't do it right now, so. I remember David Ortiz, a couple times, he'd drop a bunt down the third baseline. They stopped shifting him. Yep. But he was he was the classic uh, example of a shift hitter. You know, they would put the, the guy in between first and second base, and he'd ground out there twice a game sometimes. But guys don't get paid $30 million a year to hit little squibbers down the third baseline. But that's that's the shift is... I hate the shift. I really hate the shift. <laughs> Me too. It, it, just, it drives me nuts it's just obnoxious. thinking about it. It's, it is. It's so obnoxious. I, I, I always listen to John Sterling. He'll be like, three fielders on the right side, four, you know, three fielders <laughs> on the left side. I'm just going, oh, my God, do I have to listen to this nonsense? You know, 
Yeah, I, got, I got to give John Sterling credit, man. I listened to him. He 82. Was on, he was on with Mad Dog Chris Russo one day, and oh, he yeah. said that he made up a home run call for one player, and he's like, these, these new guys would come to the team, and they would get mad that I wouldn't come up with a, with a, with a home run call. Like, Giancarlo, <laughs> Nesaseo, Parlo. Yeah, you know, know. It's, it's, I, I don't know what he's doing. For, I have no idea what he's doing for Andrew Velasquez because I was watching on TV. I have no idea. But I didn't hear that he's one. He's 82 but. and Susan's 75 now. I mean, it's unbelievable. I talked to Susan Waldman about, oh, geez, probably about six months ago. I, she was on with Howie Rose, and they were doing a show on the fan prior to the season. And I called up, and I talked to her. So we had a nice conversation and stuff. And I had met Howie years ago when he was doing the Ranger games. So it was a real nice conversation. And she says to me, what are you doing up here, you know, in, in, the, in the Berkshires? And I said, well, you know, when I was a kid, they send you to camp. You know, that's right. what, <laughs> this is what Jewish parents do. They send you away to camp in the summertime. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't sell meat like my, like my friend's uh, father had a meat company. I, and I, and I, you know, so he was selling meat. I couldn't, I couldn't do uh, root canals. So I couldn't fill in for my father, unfortunately, you know, in the dental office. But, uh, yeah, so she was nice to talk to and stuff. And, uh, yeah, she's 75 now, and he's 82 so I, and then I talked to Ricky Ricardo the other night, who's the Spanish voice of the Yankees. He was really nice and stuff. And we talked about his old days at WBLS and about some old friends of mine, uh, you know, that were on the air. Art Russ Jr. passed away. I used to call his sports talk show as a high school kid. And then uh, my buddy Tony Page was on the fan forever and just you know, pretty much retired away from radio. And Pacquiao was fighting the other night, and I knew Tony was sitting in front of the set, probably watching the Pacquiao fight. So, uh, so Ricky and I were talking about that. So I was Pacquiao working. lost that fight. Yeah, I know yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah. And I was, it was funny because I was working on my, uh, you know, I'm a master of um, at least 100 voices now. I was working on my, on my, uh, my impersonation of Ricky. So he's like, super jewelers. You know, like, you know, so, my favorite yeah. impersonation you do is Gilbert Gottfried. It always Oh, yeah. Bad, that's so. like my mother's favorite. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. It's a wonderful day to be a Yankee fan. Ten in a row. That's the one. Yep. yep that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, but, uh, yeah, could you imagine Gilbert doing sports? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, this is Yankee baseball right here. It's going. It's gone. Giancarlo, no see Paulo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so now the Yankees are on a roll, 10 in a row. And without Glaber and without a couple of – Gio Shella is being reactivated today, and Glaber hurt his thumb. So I couldn't really care less if Glaber comes back. I mean, I like Glaber, but I couldn't care less if he plays shortstop. I don't want to see him play shortstop. He cause... doesn't seem focused at shortstop. Every game I've watched between the Red Sox and Yankees this year, he seems like he makes an error. He just and, and they're and they're they're bad errors, like the routine balls. Right, that, right. And if he's not if he's not the ball going through his legs, he's throwing it ten feet over the first baseman's head. I mean, it's, he doesn't look like he wants to be at short. Like I think he'd be good at, at second base. Yeah, they'll put him back in second base, and then this way, if they want to give Gio a rest, they can put. Uh... LeMayu at third and so forth. I mean, they have a lot of options and so forth. But what's really been impressive for the Yankees most of the year has been the pitching. Jamison Tyon coming back, he was awful at the beginning of the year. And everybody's like, just be patient, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, and so forth. And, and he's been great. He's been great. And obviously Cole's been Cole. You get no contribution from Severino for two years now. Oh, uh, enough. With, I'm Cl- so sick Kluver, of Kluber uh, throws a no-hitter, which they didn't. Right. Which, no, that was, that was considered a no-hitter. That's another stupid thing about, you know, you throw a seven-inning no-hitter, and it's not considered a no-hitter. But Kluber throws a no-hitter, and then his next start, he gets pulled, and he's been out for, what, three and a half months? Yeah, he's been gone. It's just ridiculous. The and contributions the Yankees are getting from guys, it's, it's, it's crazy that they've kept him in there. And then they bring up this guy, Heal, you know, from the minors. is a guy they got in the Minnesota, and they get him, and then they decide they're going to pitch, uh, you know, uh, Andrew, well, what's his face, to Haney tonight. Mr. Haney, as I call him from, from Green Acres, Mr. Haney, <laughs> who pitched really well last time. But I was like, oh, my God, they got to pitch Haney against the Red Sox. He pitched great. He it's did. Like a two hitter. I'm like, oh, two hitter. This is a guy with a five eight seven ERA. I'm going, what's going on with this guy? You know, it's unbelievable. So a guy that I like to listen to on the radio said that they should have left him in the cornfields in Iowa, Haney, because <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. he was so he was so terrible. You know what? But, since that cornfield game, and since Tim Anderson hit the game winning home run in the Field of Dreams game, and I talked about that last week. It was it was great. Um, the Yankees Hollywood rolled ending. off ten in a row. Yeah, the Yankees have run off ten in a row. So. So, and then we have to talk about the dreaded New York Mets. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. They went on a road trip to San Francisco and to uh, Los Angeles, came back on a two and five road trip. Is San Francisco not the best story of the year in baseball? It is, but how are these guys winning? I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, look, they have the core. I know they got Posey and Brandon Belt and Crawford's having an insane year. He's got like 75 RBIs, and he's, I mean, he's playing great, you know. But then they had countries like Wilmer Flores, who used to be with the Mets. And Longoria has had a bounce back. He just went on the IL, DLIL, whatever. But but he's had a resurgent year. And you got guys like Kevin Gausman and (laughs) Desclafani. Yastrzemski. Right, yeah, right. Yastrzemski, that's a great story. Yeah, but it's like that team, and, and I don't think Gabe Kapler is 
I, I think he's a terrible manager. I mean, you know, in Philly for two years, they went 500 both years. I just I he don't looks like a genius now with the Giants. He right? sure does. Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, four four five, four two three four four and three four four five. Uh, four two three four. The number to call. We're just going to take a little break, and we'll be back here with more sports talk right here on WTBR. Press the music button. WTBR. WTBR FM is listener supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Tired of the same old, same old on the radio? Hi, I'm Hannah. Each week I search the archives for hidden gems from your favorite artist, plus all the latest releases and rock trivia. Please join me for Deep Cuts Thursdays, 4 to 6, at 89.7 WTBR-FM. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. Sean Cronin and Robbie Zucker joining you on a Tuesday morning. It's always at 10 o'clock, 445 423 The number to call. We were just talking about the Yankees. Love to hear from the fans out there. I know I got a few guys that were calling last week uh, down in Florida and a few other places. So, uh, But it's, uh, it's, it's been fun with this Yankee run. It really has been fun. I don't know what's going to happen. Now they go out to Oakland. Sometimes they play well against Oakland, and sometimes they get the crap beaten out of them. So I really don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who to root for in that series. <laughs> well, I would think you would be rooting for Oakland. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, I figured it would be hard to root for the Yankees. Yeah, we're know? one game it's ahead of the of for, the uh, A's right now in the wild card race. For the Red so Sox, that's like total sacrilege for a Red Sox fan. You know, it's like... I just might not even watch that I'll series. I'll never that's forget brutal. my father. My father hated the Washington... Well, they call them the Washington football team now. But my father hated Washington, and uh, and the the Redskins had a win in order for the Giants to get in the playoffs. And my father said, "The heck with it, let them both lose." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing, you know. That's how much my father couldn't stand Washington and stuff. You know, it's like I'm, I'm probably sure it's probably when Sam Huff got traded to the Giants when my father was young, you know, and stuff. But uh, so um, that reminds me of 2008, the year Brady tore his ACL, right? And uh, Matt Castle was the quarterback, right, of the year, right. And that was the year that Brett Favre was the quarterback of the Jets. Oh, and, yeah, right, right, and, right. And they needed, we needed the Jets to win for the Patriots to get into the playoffs because the Patriots went 11-5. Right, and five, right, right. And the Dolphins won the division that year. And uh, and we all uh, took cardboard and put Jets on our hats, you know, <laughs> and they lost. And I'm like, never again will I root for a team that I hate. And that, that did it for me right there. I said, never again. Yeah, the Jets. Uh, you know, I, I've been watching a little bit of film of, of Zach, you know, a little bit, and uh, – He's impressive. I mean, he, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I know the Jets' defense is going to be horrible, but, but Zach Wilson's shown me some stuff as far as his release. is a really good release. You know, I didn't realize that this guy can release the ball as fast as he does, and uh, certainly a better release than Sam Darnold ever had. So it's going to be interesting how Darnold does now in North Carolina this year. So Well, Darnold got rid of the Adam Gase virus. <laughs> I mean, look what happens when quarterbacks get away from him. Tannehill is, you know. <laughs> the Adam and, Gase and, virus. <laughs> I mean, 
You want to you want to screw up a quarterback? Give him Adam Gase. Adam Gase, I know. Isn't it amazing how bad that guy was? Oh my God! I, with his eyes and the staring and the and the ridiculous sitting down like by himself, like isolating himself. Nobody and the guy never walked over to anybody. He never never you know you never see him go over to the offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator, and try to talk and communicate with. Him. He's always sitting there like by himself, you know, with his with his head down. He was awful. He was I like awful. I like Salah a lot. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's, and, and a lot of players for the 49ers were like sad that he that he left. Yeah. They they really bonded with they that guy. Them, yeah, I think the Jets. Yeah, I don't. I don't know this year. You know, their over under is uh, six. And How many they, games do you think the Jets are going to win? Honestly, realistically, five. Five. Okay. I mean, they just lost their best defensive player for the oh, year. Oh yeah, Lawson got hurt. Yeah. Lawson got right. hurt. Yep. I mean, I. It, you know, you're throwing uh, Zach Wilson right into the Wolves, and it. I don't know. I mean, he has looked fantastic in the preseason, but he, he came out of nowhere for BYU. I'd never heard of him until this past year. Yeah, I heard of him obviously playing for BYU and so forth. But, yeah, he's – I mean, uh, we ta- I talked about this a couple of weeks ago about, you know, who's going to be the best young quarterback coming out of, out of the draft. And, you know, you look at the Patriots, they have, they have Mack, and you have Zach Wilson, and then obviously you have uh, the kid from Ohio State over with Chicago. Fields, yeah. Fields, and so – yeah, I mean, it's just, it just depends with you know. I don't know. I I don't. I can't figure out. I think Mac works best in the Patriots offensive scheme because I think you're going to see a lot more double tight end running the ball. I think that's what you're going to see and good defense from the Pats this year. I don't think they're going to be that explosive offense that you saw all the years and stuff. I think it's going to be more of a ball control defensive type of scheme. So that's what I think. Well, but. I mean, they only have 15 running backs on the roster, <laughs> so you know, there will be a yeah, power right, rushing right. offense. Yeah. So okay, so let's let's and Andy this. Dalton. In Chicago, you know, he's like, uh, you know, he goes, Justin Fields is going to have a great future, but, you know, it's this Andy is my... Dalton's this in is, Chicago now. He yeah. just moves every year to a different location. He's like, this is my time now. Well, well please, give me a break with Andy Dalton. You had your time in Cincinnati, pal. <laughs> yeah, right. And you were a backup, you know, and uh, so, I'm, yeah, unbelievable. So, my Giants, my goodness gracious, the Giants now. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is going to play the last preseason game. Can Danny Dimes actually keep from being, you know, from throwing the ball from his rear end? I mean, every year it's the same garbage with the Giants. Every year, will the offensive line hold up? Will we have the offensive line stay healthy? Can the offensive line be productive? I mean, Nate Solder stunk when he was with the Patriots, okay? When Brady gets rid of the ball in two seconds, it doesn't matter. I could have been left tackle for the Patriots, okay? It doesn't really <laughs> matter, okay? It does. It, seriously, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean... That guy gets rid of the wall so quickly. I mean, is so, Nate Solder still there? Yeah, he's yeah, he's gonna play right tackle. And then, they gave oh. him a, he took a massive pay cut to stay. I think, right? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, and then and then and then the right side is Thomas, who I wanted. I wanted Becton from Louisville, really bad. The guy the Jets drafted. Yeah, he's a monster. You know, he's huge. And and the Giants took Thomas, and he's been disappointing. I mean, he really has been. He's not. I don't, I, I'm not impressed with him. So. So goes the giant offensive line. So go the Giants. But here's what I can't st- figure out. They drafted the kid from Florida, and I didn't understand. They already signed Ross. They already went and got Kenny Galladay. They already have uh, Shepard. They already have Slayton. What, how many wide receivers do you need, for crying out loud? And they have another guy who runs, you know, kick returns and so forth that also plays for them. It's like you don't need all these guys. And I really wanted them to take the kid from, North, uh, from Northwestern, the offensive lineman, and they didn't. And any offensive lineman at this point, so that's going to be to me. That's the thing. You, the Giants' defense is going to be decent. It's well, this be is okay. this is Danny Dimes. This is his third year in the league, right? And he's got the pieces: Galladay, Barkley, you know. And if he's if he stinks this year again, they can just we got a phone call. How about that? They can cut him, right? All right. All right, call you're on WTBR Sports Talk. How are you? Up, oh, somebody hung up already. Goodness gracious, they're not there. Okay, somebody hung up. <laughs> patience. patience, no patience, no patience at all. Goodness gracious, maybe they'll call. Maybe they'll call back. So, <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones. Here's my problem. All right, if they can't run the ball successfully. It's going to be tough for him. You can't put this kid in a third and 14, third and twelve. And I'm not a big fan of Jason Garrett at all. Jason <laughs> I've been, Garrett. I've been quoting him the best. <laughs> The clapper. I, I call him. Yeah, the clapper. That's what I call him. Yeah. Clapper. That's what I call him. Yeah. And I, I said that I've quoted him as being the dumbest guy who ever graduated from Princeton University. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jason Garrett. I mean, it'll be like a third down and three, and then Garrett will have uh, Danny Dimes throwing the ball 25 yards down the field. I'm like, wait a second. If this was Brady, it would be a five yard pass for a first down to the tight end. Right. Meanwhile, Garrett's throwing the ball 25 yards down the field and he's five yards. So. 
We'll see what happens. But this is the thing. If so goes the Lions, so go the Giants. I mean, really, that's realistically. I mean, Barkley running the football again. Can they block for Barkley? This has been the same garbage every year. I've been talking about this crap every year for 10 years. Is the Giants offensive line going to be productive? Are we going to block, be able to block for the run, be able to block for the pass? Get this kid in a two-step drop and let him throw the ball. Just like Brady. Get him in a two-step drop. Let him throw the balls. Let them let them zig and zag. Kenny Galladay. Let them zig and zag. Oh, there's the phone call. Here we go again. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, let's see. Here we go. Somebody's calling, but it's not picking up. That oh, might be a little phone problem here. I don't know why. Hello, are you there? Not there. Are you there? Hello? Caller, are you there? I guess not. All right. So you were, um, let me hear. So anyway, um, so what's your prediction for the Patriots as far as wins, losses? It all depends on who the quarterback is. I mean, I, I'm. You really want to see Cam Newton play? He stinks. And that haircut has got to go. Let me tell you something. He looked great in the in the in the game the other night. Nine out of ten, 103 yards. He should have had more yards than that. But Nikhil Harry dropped a beautiful pass. it, 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 it's going to depend on the, t- on the health of the tight ends. I mean, John o. Smith and Hunter Henry both have gotten hurt already in training camp. I mean, I think the Patriots defense is going to be legit this year. they got, you know, Dante yeah, Hightower back. They oh, signed yeah. Judon from the Ravens. If yeah. they work out the, co- the contract situation with Gilmore, they're going to have an elite secondary right. again. I keep thinking of Hightower. I keep thinking of Bubba Smith. You know, Bubba the police, Smith. The police yeah. academy movies, right? Hightower, yeah. So, But, yeah, I, I, just, I just think, you know – they Belichick have to, will find a scheme. To, they'll, they'll find a way to win, you know, especially when they're playing the Jets and the Dolphins every week, you know, or a couple of weeks, you know. So Their, their offensive line is going to be top five. I mean, they, you know, they brought it back. It always Trent, is. Yeah. Well, they brought back Trent Richardson from Oakland. Is Kinecki still him. the offensive line coach, or is he gone? No, he retired he again. retired, right? Okay. Yeah. Again, okay. But they'll, they'll hire yeah. him again next year. Probably, you know, yeah. That'll yeah. be the third time he'll come out of retirement. Right. Yeah, yeah but, well, he's look at the job he's done. I mean, I mean. They're the major reason why the Patriots were so good all the years was protection. I mean, no, we know Brady gets rid of the ball quickly, but I mean, still, the protection over the years was just great. You know, Brady could drop back and read the paper and have a cup of coffee. Pretty and much, still have time to throw the ball. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. So, so okay. So, back, getting back to baseball. So, who's winning the American League East? Who's winning? Hey, Dave. <laughs> so, who's who's winning the American League East? Though, who do you think? The Red Sox. I'm just kidding. Not the Red Sox. Yeah. They're probably going to be Tampa. Gotcha. I think Tampa. Right, right. Thanks. Yeah, we're having a little technical difficulties with the phone there. I know, thanks. So, uh, 445, uh, <laughs> 4234. I was like going, last week I'm sitting there reading the number backwards, and Dave walks in, he's like, here, here's the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I haven't done a solo show in so long, and like all of a sudden I'm running the board, and I'm doing this and doing that and learning all the stuff on here, and it's not bad. It's a beautiful. I mean, by the way, the studio is absolutely beautiful here. It really it's is. It's a gorgeous studio. I mean, they did such sure. a good job here. They really did. So they took all of BCC's money. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you haven't been down at WTBR in Pittsfield here, stop down at the studio. It's great staff, really nice people, and the studio's fantastic. So, anyway, 413-445-4234, number to call and talk sports with us till 10 o'clock. Uh, sorry, till 11 o'clock. And, um, yeah, just getting back to the baseball. So who's winning the American League East? Let's. let's... I, I got to go Tampa. Okay. They, they keep finding these pitchers that I've never heard of. I mean, yeah. they're, they're just a pitching machine. They are. They're like a factory. They just keep churning them out. And then they go get Nelson Cruz. I mean, he's only hitting 190 since they got him, but he's, he's, already, hit, he's already hit nine home runs. Since they got him? Since they wow. got him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that, as Johnny Carson used to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. So, wow. Nine home runs. Yeah, the Yankees played down in Tampa. They actually took two or three there. And last night, you know, obviously beating the Braves, who have been on a roll. The Braves had won nine in a row. So they the Yankees won ten also, in a row. Right. Do you know the last time, if the Yankees win tonight, the last time they've won all the series in a row, you got to go back to 1954. So, beep, beep, beep. So, anyway, you got to go back to 1954, the last time that the Yankees won, I think, what was it, like six series in a row or some crazy number like that or something like that, and like a bunch of series in a row. If the, if the Yankees get Severino back, which I heard he's on a rehab I don't think step, they need him. No, well, him and Kluber coming back. I mean, they don't be need a, them. No? Nah, I don't think they need Severino. If Severino comes back, he's going to be used as a one-inning pitcher to get guys out. I mean, they have, I think, you know, if you look at the rotation, Monty's pitched well. Obviously, Cole is Cole. And they get they get Domingo Herman back. And uh, obviously, you know, they've gotten some really good contributions, like I said, from Young Heel, who's pitched extremely well. Hasn't let up a run yet in three starts already. That's the first time in Yankees history. Yeah, amazing, right? 
But, they, but that it was, I was so angry that they were pitching Haney the other night against the Red Sox. I'm like, where's Young Heel? And the guy ends up pitching a two-hitter for seven innings. And Eckersley was sitting there going, I can't believe this. I can't. Is there any bigger homer than Dennis Eckersley? I mean, I like listening to Dennis Eckersley because I get a good perspective from pitching and so forth. And the guy's really, you know, tremendously knowledgeable as far as baseball goes. But man, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, guy, hits a, guy hits a ball. He's like, go, 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 get it! Like he's rooting for the. It's the Red hilarious. Sox pitcher will throw a pitch a foot off the plate, and Eckersley will go, "I gotta have that." Yeah, right. I mean, total homer, but that's why I love him. I mean, it's as oh, a yeah. Red Sox fan, he's great, and he and he he keeps uh, Dave O'Brien. You know, he kind of keeps check. him in check well, because yeah, that guy still thinks he's on the radio. He uh, just yeah. does not stop talking. I know Dave is Dave is very talented, and they moved him. From radio to television, and they, what happened was they called my buddy Tim Neverett, who's in the, you know doing the Dodger games now in Los Angeles, and they called Tim and said, "How would you like to be the voice of the Red Sox?" And Tim grew up in, in National New Hampshire as a Red Sox fan, so but like he was you like, said, they gave him a garbage one year. Oh my contract. god, he, I gave him a horrible contract. He said to me, "If I want to stay in baseball, I got to go out to L.A." So he's been out to the Dodgers. He got to call the Red Sox World Series, and then last year he got to call the Dodgers World Series. So, so I said to him, "That's not too shabby, right?" He got to call two World Series, and the funniest thing he told me is when. When in 18, when Ben Intendi made the catch to beat Houston, yes. jo- Joe fell off his chair. Joe Castiglione wow. went back and fell off the chair. And Timmy was telling me about this. They were all laughing. And he was okay, thank God. But everybody was laughing in the studio, you know. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah, yeah Joe Castiglione here. Yeah. I love he's Joe Castiglione. Been, he's doing, great. He's been doing a long time. I mean, it's amazing between him and Sterling and Susan. And it was interesting a couple of years ago when Timmy was doing the Red Sox games, they switched announcers. So Tim was doing the game with Susan and Joe was doing the game with John. And, you know, they switched, switched boots. Yeah. yeah, it was fun, you yeah. know. Now, now they can't even go to a game. This, this, this is ridiculous. The players can go to a game, and the coaches can go to games, and everybody else, but the announcers can't travel with the teams. It's just ridiculous. So here's Sterling and Susan Wallman in front of these giant monitors stuck in this room at Yankee Stadium. I mean, I can't imagine calling a game with a giant monitor in an empty Yankee Stadium, and meanwhile, you know, the Yankees are playing in a cornfield in, Chicago, you know, in, in Iowa. And, so. and you got Sterling, you know, watching the game on on one screen, and he makes a home run call a couple weeks ago. He's like, it is high, it is far, <laughs> it is caught in front yeah, of the morning track. It's, it's like, like Bob it's, Murphy used to do that with the oh. Mets. Bob Murphy used to go, and here's the pitch and the wind, and a long fly ball, deep left center going back, and it is caught by the center fielder for the final out <laughs> of the ball game. I remember he said, and they win the damn game by a score of ten to five. Was Reminds like, me of Bob Euchre with the bottle of Jack Daniels in front of him in the Major League movie. You know, right, right, like, yeah. yeah. I know he's like, just a bit outside. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah, he finally got in the in the uh, in the baseball hall of fame. Good for him too, because uh, he's great. Have you ever been up to the baseball hall of fame? I've been a few times. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. If, if you haven't gone there to Cooperstown, folks, go. It's two hours here from here, but. I would travel again. I, I went a few years ago. Sue and I went. We had such a blast. Yeah, it's a beautiful had, town. It is. Oh, it's gorgeous. We we drove around. We went to restaurants. We stayed in a nice bed and breakfast. It was awesome. It was really awesome. And uh, and we went through there. And obviously, and Pittsfield is like one of the first places that a Major League Baseball game actually was recorded. You can go and see. It's like you know, I don't know, eighteen whatever. You know, it's really early. You know, uh, in the history of baseball and stuff. But I love it up there. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a nice town. And the Hall of Fame is just you know, a gorgeous place to you know to to see. And you can drive you know drive around different. Places. Places, but I got my uh, my name on a bat. I went to the Louisville Slugger Bat Company. Where the, in the Kentucky? No, in the, they have oh, one in oh, Cooperstown. Oh, that's right, in Cooperstown, yeah. And I got my, my name and my uh, birth date and oh, where I was born and everything on a, on, a, on a wooden bat. Yep, and I still have it. And oh that's God. one of my favorite things. Oh, my I God, love that's it. so cool. I was going to say, like, oh, guys, yeah, I got a Sean Cronin bat. Sean, don't you mean Joe Cronin? No, Sean Cronin. <laughs> Right, to think of Joe Cronin. Cronin. That's Cronin, funny. Right? Yeah, Joe Cronin. Right, I'm thinking of. And you know who was from North North Adams? Uh, Happy Jack Chesborough won 41 games, uh, back with the old Highlanders. And it's amazing to me. I'm thinking to myself, man, that was so long ago before the Yankees he won 41 games. What is the, What does the manager walk up to him and say? Hey, Chesborough, you're pitching tomorrow. Wait a second, I just pitched yesterday. So what? You're pitching again today. Wait, my arm's killing me. The way they coddle these pitchers. Oh, these it's, days. Ridi- it's ridiculous. I mean, against the Yankees last week, oh. Tanner Houck. Gone four innings, gave up two runs in the second inning, and Cora pulls him after 54 I know pitches. Why? And they put in this 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 garbage reliever right. Hansel Robles that they that Heim right. Boom picked That's up at the so trade gorgeous. deadline, and he walks three guys. And they put in this Austin Davis, who's a glorified left-handed specialist. It's yeah. I don't get it. I don't. Like, you know, the guys. If, if a guy goes five innings these days, he accomplished something. I mean, amazing. it's 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 sad. Just it, amazing. You're never going to see a 300 game winner again. 
No. Not with the way that 300, these... you might never see a 100-game winner. Right. I mean, they'll pull a guy before he even has a chance to record a win. It's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the, the analytics is... I mean, I, I could sit here for two hours and talk about how much I can't stand analytics. And, and I hear the word all the time, and it drives me crazy. It used to be called advanced scouting, and that's fine. But, I mean, it's just become absolutely ridiculous. It really has. And lately with the Yankees, I haven't even thought about analytics. These guys are just playing. They're out there hitting the ball and having fun. It's amazing. And Stanton's playing the outfield, and you get to see the enthusiasm. I mean, he's a young guy still. It's just ridiculous. So, 1040, actually, here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin with you. we got about 20 minutes left. Please give us a call, 413-445-4234-445-4234. We'll be here to 10 o'clock. And we're just talking a little bit about the uh, Yankees. So, so you think Tampa's going to win the East? I do. So do I, and I'll tell you why. Look at the last, all right, well, actually, you know what? If you look at the last, what, three series, the Yankees have the Red Sox, but then the, then the Red Sox have the Orioles, I think, and a couple of lousy teams, and then the Yankees have to play the Red Sox, and then they have to play Tampa the last three games, and they also have to play the Blue Jays, which spoil them all the time. The Yankees have a hard time against the Blue Jays. Boy, the Blue Jays can score a ton of runs, but boys, they're pitching lousy. Oh, my oh, God. It's terrible. Their pitching stinks. Well, they did get Barrios from Minnesota. Yeah, but so what? It's yeah. one guy. I mean, they, they have I, – I can't even name half their pitchers. I mean, I don't know what the heck they're doing, but next year you're going to see them go after pitching, and wow, look out. They got Ryu, Hinjin Ryu, who's solid at the top yep. but after that. But uh, So the Red Sox have Minnesota for three, then okay. they have Cleveland for three, right. and then they have Tampa for four. Right, and right. then I think Baltimore for three, and then Tampa for another three. So wow. they faced Tampa seven times in ten games. How have they been doing against Tampa this year? They're pretty well, actually, against Tampa. They I just think. got swept by them like well, two weeks swept. ago. Yeah, they yeah. got swept. But that before one. that, they before played that, them hard. Great, yeah, that play. Just like play. the Yankees, they were they were kicking the crap out of the Yankees, and now that's that's changed. The well, ties yeah, have turned there. I know. Well, they came out on a slump, you know. I mean, the Red Sox came into Yankee Stadium not playing particularly good baseball, so that's the thing, you know. And they, they and, and, and I just think they totally botched the trade deadline. I mean, getting Kyle Schwarber, who's, who's played a third of an inning of first base his entire career, why and they needed a first baseman. Why would, you, why would you go out? And, and I, I like Schwarber, but why would you go out and get him? He was hurt. I don't understand what they were doing. A severely strained quad. Yeah, it makes no sense. And, and they could have had Anthony Rizzo, who the Yankees got, who I wanted. I love Anthony Drafted Rizzo. by the Red Sox originally. I wanted him so bad. Oh, that's right. He was drafted by the Red Sox, yeah. And we got Bobby Dahl back at first base, who's t- 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 the Red disaster. Sox first baseman are 29th out of 30 in OPS at first base this year. It's, just been, it's been brutal. I hate OPS. I do, <laughs> I too. I do, too. I, I do, OPS. too. But I'm just saying in terms of stats, they're, they're, they've been terrible at first base. I know. Well, that's the thing. I was surprised they didn't get a first baseman, and there were other guys out there besides besides Rizzo, probably that could, they could have gotten. You know, when they tried Christian Arroyo at right, first right, base, who's been solid this year, and he, t- he he gets hurt his first game playing there. It's just like first base has been a black hole, as has second base. Yeah, their their right side of the infield has had a problem. You know, Petey retiring, and yeah, they haven't really been able to find replacements for those guys at all. You know, they signed Kike Hernandez, but he's better suited in center field, and he's been great. And their their outfield's been solid. You know, and you got Hunter Renfro in right field, who leads the league in outfield assists. Right, and he also leads the league in home runs in the month of August. He's yeah. been he's been awesome. Yeah, and the kid they got from the Mookie trade, he's been great too. And you know, you know yeah. and I was talking with my father the other day. He said, "Why did they trade Mookie?" It's like, well, Mookie, they offered him several. Billions, three hundred million dollar contracts, and he said, "I'm not." He, he wasn't going to sign, so they had to get something for him. I know. You know why I think they. You know why I think he left. I think he felt that Boston wasn't the right town for him. I think he said, "I don't know if he quoted this or not, but I think he felt that it was a racial town, a problem with that." And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. You hear that all the time. I hear players, that all the time. You know, even even hometown players say that you know they they shout things at him in the outfield. Oh yeah, and, I lived in Boston. I know. I went to yeah. school there. I know. I know. Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, it's it's a very, it's a real separated time. You have one section, and the other section. In the other section, you know, the, the north end, you know. So, yeah, it's... it's uh, the, but, me, the media is, is like, you know, because, like, you're, you know, New York media and Boston oh media are, like, they're, they're the same. You know, you got, like, three newspapers, two radio stations, and if you're, you're not doing well, you're going to hear about it. And he goes to L.A., they don't care out there. No. They don't care. And so he signs a big money contract. He's been hurt the most of the year anyway. He's been hurt, yeah. But the fans show up in the third inning, they leave in the eighth inning. I mean, that's what that's you think what the Dodgers like should spend any more money at all? I think the Dodgers have spent enough money on a baseball team? Jeez, I guess gracious. so. And then they go and get Scherzer and Trey Turner. That I, I could not believe that. What are they going to do with Seager next year as a free agent? Do you resign him? Why would you resign him at this point? Next year's... Uh, Shortstop oh, free agent ridiculous. classes, Correa, right. Seager. It's it, right. uh, Trevor Story, who's having a down year, but he's right. still 
legit. Yeah, which brings me back to the Mets and the fact that they signed Lindor for $341 million. They didn't even need him, for crying out loud. How about, already, the, how about the Mets owner going on Twitter and saying, oh, you know, we can't hit. And it's, it's, he's, 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 he's channeling his inner uh, George Steinbrenner doing stuff like that. <laughs> here's, a, mean. Here's, a billionaire, <laughs> here's a billionaire guy, okay, who is the richest owner in professional baseball. So what do they do? They go out and they get James McCann to play catcher when Riamuto was out there. They could have taken Riamuto from Philadelphia and signed him as a free agent. And they got outbidded by the Blue Jays for George Springer. James McCann, who had one halfway okay season in his career for the White Sox right. as a backup. They would have been better off signing Chuck McCann from Far Out Space Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say launch. I said launch, not launch. And the Lindor yeah, yeah. contract is bad. Oh, I mean, that's, that's he, he's been oh, going, it's... he's been trending in the wrong direction for a couple years. It's and... bad. It's really bad. Think he was pressing a little bit at the beginning of the year? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the white hair has to go though. Seriously, I mean, it's well, just it was a, blue first. Oh, was it blue? Okay, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> it's a different color every week. Now, so they go and they say, "Oh, go get my buddy Javi Baez. Let's play together." So they get Baez. And they they're both that, hurt, and they're both and they're both hurt. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I have never seen so many injuries in professional baseball in my life. I I don't remember this nonsense when I was a kid. Like I don't remember guys. You know, I remember guys getting hurt. Like, I remember Catfish under me, rest in peace. I remember Catfish being hurt as a pitcher and then coming back to help the Yankees win in 78. Like, I remember guys being hurt. Like, I remember Willie Randolph being hurt. I remember uh, Brian Doyle filling in, uh, you know, for, um, uh, what you call it, uh, when, when the Yankees were in the World Series in 78 and, and Willie was hurt and they had Brian Doyle playing. And, you know, he played great and stuff. And, and that's the thing. It's like... I don't have a problem now with the way guys approach um, the way they go out and play, but it's like every day somebody gets hurt. It doesn't matter. Like I've always seen guys play hard, and guys have always played hard that I you know, grew up watching, but now they get hangnails and they're out for a month. It's crazy. I just never could understand. It just drives me nuts. The worst is Mike Trout. I mean, oh he got hurt God. in the middle of May, and they said <laughs> two to six weeks, and he's been out for Three and a half. I months. heard an interview with Albert Bell, my old buddy, your old buddy, Joe Beningo. I know Albert right. Bell. Yeah. yeah. So Joe was on a couple of weeks ago on the fan, right? And he was filling in, and Joe was talking about Albert Bell. And they had him on the air because for years they never had Albert Bell on. So finally had him on, and he was talking about Trout. He says, What's with this guy? He's out for months. Yeah, he's never heard of a calf. Like Bell was like, People have a calf injury? Whoopie do. You know, who cares about a calf injury? It's so ridiculous. I mean, these guys get hurt all the time. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's insane. It is. What do you think of Sean Otani? What a beast that dude it's is. Crazy, right? I mean, and just you know, even if he was like an average hitter, what he's doing, you know, forty bombs and his ERA is now under two on the year pitching. I mean, he's just got over the hundred inning mark. I mean, he's he's a blast to watch. I mean, and here you have a guy that uh, participated in the home run derby. And then the next day, he's the starting pitcher for the American League. It's I mean, pretty it's, impressive. It, yeah. it is. It is. It's too bad he didn't sign with the Yankees, though. I mean, to me, you know, he's playing on the West Coast. Nobody sees you play. It's kind of like Ichiro. All the years that Ichiro played in Seattle, nobody saw him. Everybody's going to sleep. And by the time he's playing, everybody's, you know, you know, sleeping. And he's on the West Coast playing and stuff. It's the same thing with Otani, you know. I haven't lost any sleep that he didn't sign with the Yankees. <laughs> I haven't. I figured you didn't. <laughs> Could you imagine him in Yankee Stadium how many home runs he would hit on the, on the short With that short board? porch. Oh, my God. It'd be ridiculous. See, that's Cashman. He redeemed himself by going out and getting Votto. Or not Votto. Uh, Gallo. Yeah. yeah and and uh, Rizzo. Rizzo. Well, you Gallo had a, drives you had me a, nuts. Uh, oh, he does. He's home runner strikeout. Oh, my God. He drives me bananas last night. He took a couple of walks, though, to help them win. But every time. He, you know what? I call him the Italian Dave Kingman. <laughs> <laughs> And the Italian flags are out every time. It's so funny every time that you know you see you see him. He's, he's up and they're all they're in the, they're in the audience and stuff. It's so funny you see him out there. But uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing how uh, how uh, Sean Otani has been. Uh, he's been tremendous so far. I mean, but uh, yeah, I would have loved him have him come to the Yankees because he probably would have been even better. It's just know, it's so. too bad that Mike Trout. I mean, that that team is just mired in mediocrity. I mean, they've he's been in one playoff series. Yeah, well, in he, what nine years in the league now? Yep. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really unbelievable how uh, how the Angels have had all this people. Look what happened to uh, Anthony Rendon. They gave him this huge contract, and he's been hurt. And he's out for he the year. He should have stayed with Washington. I don't understand these guys. You just won a World Series, and now you want to go to the West Coast to an organization that st- has stunk, basically, for years? What have the Angels ever done? Nothing. They have three of the highest payroll guys in the league. What have they done? Nothing. Uh, uh, Justin, they do nothing every year. Uh, Justin Upton making $22 million a year. It's, uh, it's just, just ridiculous. And, the, and and I don't think Joe Madden is is that special of a manager either. I mean, he's, uh, 
I mean, that's just my opinion. Theo won the World Series for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Theo built that team just, oh, like, just like he built oh, yeah. the Red Sox. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan Duquette had a lot of uh, influence on that right. 2014, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, they. Uh, speaking of uh, in general managers, I, I was curious to see if the Mets were going to offer Theo Epstein. Uh, I think they actually offered him last year a contract to be a general manager. What they ought to do is, you know what they ought to do? They ought to offer him part of the Mets organizational um, ownership. That's what they ought to do. Cohen ought to say, here, here's part of the team. Come and be my president general manager. I'll give you a certain percentage of the ownership. That's it. Do it. Let him come to the Mets because the Mets are a disaster right now. They really are. an absolute disaster. Anyway, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back with a little bit more uh, sports talk here. 445 uh, 424 the number to call. So uh, stay with us and we will return in a couple of seconds. 443-4377 where you can speak with a recovering addict. What is One Berkshire? We're the voice of the business community, promoting the region and supporting local business. How do we do it? Through marketing, networking, sponsorships, and advocacy. Whether it's promotion to travelers and second homeowners or opportunities to network with your neighbors and raise your profile, we've got you covered. So join today. Visit oneberkshire.com. That's the number one berkshire.com. The preceding public service announcement courtesy of WTBR and Lee Bank. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. like hard rock and heavy metal music? Oh, yeah! Well, then join me here Friday nights from 8 to 10 for Wounded Radio. Every Friday night, I play two hours of the best music on the planet, from ACDC to ZZ Top and everything in between. This is going to be cool. Want to hear a song on Wounded Radio? Request it on the Wounded Radio Facebook page. And join me here Friday nights at 8 for Wounded Radio. Yeah! Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. we got about 10 minutes left in our show. Sean Cronin and Robbie Zucker with you for about another seven minutes, I guess. It's 1052-445-4234-413-445-4234. Just talking a little about baseball, and Sean likes Tampa Bay. I like Tampa, too, because I think that the Yankees are going to slow down a little bit. But you never know. I mean, it's 10 in a row, so I'm, I, it's been great. It's been a great run, you know. So, All right, so um, your Super Bowl predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, right? You can't, you can't start off yet. I, I, I have no Super Bowl predictions right now, but I'm, I'm thinking what we, you know, what can they possibly be this season? All right, I got, the, I got, I got championship what, game predictions. Okay, what are the Giants doing this season? Tell me what the Giants' record's going to be. How many games are they going to win? Oh, how, how many weeks is it going to be for before Daniel Jones falls on his rear end and gets hurt? That's what I want to know. You know, whenever I hear the name Daniel Jones, I, I picture in my mind that game where he, he ran. Tripped. Just, just tripped and fell, and there was no one twenty yards around him. That's that's just what I picture. And I, I, every time I see him, he looks like the second coming of Eli Manning, but not in a good way. Yeah, I know. I he, 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 I don't know. I don't think he's the answer there. And, and if he stinks this year, he's gone. I think. But I was shocked when they drafted him when they did. I was screaming at Gettleman literally. The sixth I mean, overall I was, pick. I was screaming at, at Gettleman. I he, really was. He went to a Yankee game like a week later and he got booed when they put him on the on the on the on the screen in center field. Like that was just. I mean, it's not his fault that they drafted him that high. But the sixth overall pick, like Gettleman, didn't know what he was doing in Carolina. He doesn't know what he's doing in New York either. I mean, it's the guy. I mean, brutal. I wanted the kid from Louisville so bad to play. You know, play play uh, defensive. Uh, Defensive end. Actually, he's not an end. He was actually he was a linebacker. Can you believe what some Josh, of these quarterbacks Josh, yeah. are getting paid now, though? Oh, Josh, yeah. And then like they're saying, Lamar might get forty five million a year. That's crazy. They're going to need a new salary cap just for quarterbacks. Do you think Lamar's got a chance to be? You know, I mean, obviously he's a good quarterback, but he's, do you think his style will be the right style to win a championship? I mean, do you think they can win a championship with him uh, as a quarterback of the Ravens? I think they can. 
You think they? I think it? that, and I think that it's good that they're letting him play the way he's. You know, he's not a pocket passer. Right, he's got to be himself. Sense, I agree. Right? I agree. Yeah. But so. they, they've, they've, you know, they drafted a couple receivers. They brought in a couple guys. I mean, he, he didn't have anybody last year. You know, to throw the ball to. He had Hollywood Brown. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, Hollywood Brown. And anybody that calls themselves Hollywood, is, right? Exactly. You know, Hooray right for Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I man, when I look at the AFC East, not the AFC East. When I look at the AFC. I'm looking at the Ravens. I'm obviously looking at the Patriots and, and Kansas, City. Kansas City, right? Kansas, obviously, Kansas. It just shows you, right? How important is an offensive line? Look at Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl, running for his life. Right, he got killed. Right, he got killed. Yeah. So we all know the offensive line is the most important thing in, in football, protecting the quarterback. So, but yeah, with all those teams and stuff, Kansas City's going to be there. I think the, I think the Chargers are going to be improved. Um, Cleveland, I think Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland will be good because they run the ball and they play defense, you know. So, and uh, and then the NFC. I can't count out Pittsburgh either. I yeah, mean, Pittsburgh's it, always good. Their defense is good. Yeah. I talked about that the other day about the Steelers being being competitive every year and having a good team, putting a defense on the field. And Roethlisberger's Roethlisberger, even though he's like ninety years old now. <laughs> you know, but and what about what about the NFC with the the Rams and Stafford? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's an improvement over golf. Yeah, oh, I sure. hate. Oh God, golf scared of his own shadow. Golf should have beaten the Patriots. I mean, the guy's wide open. The Patriots should have never won that Super Bowl. Let's be honest. I mean, golf was missing guys. There was guys wide. Guys were standing there waving their arms, going, "Here, Jared, pass me the ball." <laughs> and the Rams probably had the best defense on the planet. Yeah, in the Super Bowl too. Absolutely. Was... Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how they just couldn't score, and they and they played great against Brady, but uh, they just couldn't score. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Rams, and then you look at you know Seattle's always a good team and stuff, and you know it's. We'll see, you know. San Francisco. I, yeah. The, uh, if they stay yeah, healthy. If they stay healthy, yeah. And so. how long of a leash do you think Jimmy G's going to have with Trey Lance there now? You know, I mean, Jimmy G gets not, hurt. Not, not, not a really short uh, short leash. He gets hurt every yeah. year, too. So it's going to be. How do you think Trey's going to do? You think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback? I he's mean, looked pretty good in the preseason, program, but yeah. he's only played one game in two years in, in college, you know, because the COVID. Right, because right, of COVID, know? right, yeah. So it's. It's hard, a crapshoot. Yeah, it's it a crapshoot. Yeah, for sure. That's for I mean, sure. North yeah. Dakota State. I mean, I'd never heard of North Dakota State before. Trey Lance. Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Really unbelievable. Did you see the contract they gave him? He's getting like thirty-four million guaranteed, so he better be good. I was gonna say, yeah. They and it's amazing how years ago when I was a kid, they hardly gave you anything. I mean, basically you were drafted and you got a decent contract. Now, I mean, they just give you a hell of a load of money. It's just insane. You know, the exact it's, opposite of baseball, where you got to. You got to go well, that's the one of the things they're going to be fighting for next year. I mean, right, the, the CBA's bar- up, oh, yeah. man. Yep. Do you think there's going to be a strike? Yes. I do, too. I hate I to say it, but do. I do, too. I hate both sides. I can't stand either one side. And Manfred's the worst. He's the worst. He really is. I mean, he makes Bowie Kuhn look like Little Lord Fuckleroy. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I hated Bowie Kuhn, you know. He's turned so. Manfred's turned the game of baseball into a joke with the with the you know the runner on second and, the, and, the, and extra innings and the three batter minimum for the relievers. It, it's it's a joke. It really is. I, I just and if you throw a no hitter in a seven inning game, it's not considered a no hitter. I mean, what's that all about? That's, that's I wouldn't consider a no hitter. It's ridiculous. I mean, I had the seven inning double hitter. Just can you think about this? All right, you're going to a game, and and, and this is not a, this is not a double header like when I was a kid growing up. You had twenty night double headers on Sundays where you went to both games. Right. This is a seven inning game. You're going to play a hundred dollars for a seat for, and then go in there and say, I'm going to sit in a baseball stadium for seven innings. I mean, you're paying all this money for, you know. Food and you're paying for memorabilia and you're paying for all this stuff, parking, and you're going to see a seven inning ball game. Well, here's the solution, okay? 14 innings, let people go to the game. And if you're going to play seven innings, then let the people get in and watch both games. Don't have a game at one o'clock and a game at seven o'clock. Well, that's the problem. I'm not driving that's, that's, down to Yankee Stadium to see seven innings of baseball. I mean, that's just nonsense. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. Well, that's the problem is that, the, you know, the, the games that have become seven innings, people have already paid. The nine inning ticket price where they weren't planned seven inning games, so you're getting screwed out of. Two so innings. what can they do? And what can they, can they give you some kind of I don't know some free food or something or a voucher? I mean anything. I mean what can they do? It's just ridiculous. Do what I, the Red Sox did the year so that they were think horrible. Be Five dollar beers. I mean there I don't you know. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sit in the sta- I used to sit in the Fenway in the, in the bleacher section. It was great. You know, it was seven bucks when I was going to college. You walk in there seven bucks and you sit there and it's great. Bleachers are great. Oh yeah, Fenway absolutely. and Yankee Stadium. They're yeah, great. It was, yeah. it was so much fun. Yeah, so. But anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, I think it's going to be an interesting couple of games out on the West Coast because every time the Yankees go to Oakland, it's been a horror show. They either sweep them or they get swept. And is then that, they, it's, who else do they play out there? They got to go to Seattle got, too. No, they got to go to California and play the Angels, who always give them a tough time. Yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting, though. I mean, the end of the season. 
It's a, you're right, though. It's amazing what Tampa does. They have a lot of good players, though. I mean, you know, they really do. Seven games. Meadows is good. Seven and, games in ten days. Tampa Randy and Boston. Randy is good. Gonna, you know, it's seven games in ten days with the Red Sox and Tampa. That's yep. going to define, I think, that division. And if uh, the Yankees keep staying hot, it's, it's a, lot, a lot's going to happen over the next month and a half. It's going to be great baseball. I know. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Mets next year. Whether they fire Rojas, whether they go out and get rid of Sandy Alderson and bring in a new general manager. They've been a disaster. Think of all the money they spent this year. Jeez, I know. <laughs> Incredible, right? It's, it's amazing. But, and and uh, uh, you got uh, DeGrom on the DL. Syndergaard hadn't thrown a pitch all year. Yeah, it's amazing. DeGrom. It's that, I, that, I hate that because I love watching that guy pitch. I know. What's the story with this guy? has been out two months. I can't figure out. But uh, it's amazing. We'll see. Hopefully, you know, next year he comes. I think they should just shut him down for the rest of the year, quite frankly. I but, think so, uh, too. They're so. not going to make the playoffs. Nah. So why, hurt, why, why take exactly. a chance to hurt him? Exactly. So. Yep. Anyway, we got to wrap things up. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, next week, we'll be here Tuesday. And uh, thanks to Sean Cronin. Hopefully, we'll see him next week. I mean, great job, brother. Absolutely Thank you. Absolutely great job, It was man. a pleasure. Oh, my Appreciate God. It was it. enjoyable, I'm telling you. So, anyway, we'll see you next week. For WTBR Sports Talk, Robbie Zucker signing out saying, see ya. We'll see you next week. Everybody take care of yourself. Stay safe, all right? All right, God bless.